Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Wells exiting the correspondence space, my interview with Simple Nexus's Lori Brewer on the advances of APIs and native integrations, and the latest news driving rates. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award winning developer of mobile first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Engagement helps mortgage lenders convert more leads to close loans with a mobile app that fosters personal connections with borrowers. With tools like mortgage loan calculators, integrated home search, and instant messaging, Nexus Engagement helps lenders jumpstart the homeownership journey. To learn more about Nexus Engagement, visit simplenexus.com. Interestingly enough, unlike car companies such as Ford GM or Chrysler, farm machinery like from Deere, light bulbs from GE, airplane manufacturers such as Boeing and Airbus, residential lenders occupying the top ranks never seem to last for decades, or too long. In fact, the top 10 from 15 years ago, names like Countrywide, Chase, Wells Fargo, Fleet, SunTrust, WAMU, Nat City, those ring a bell, look nothing like today's. But institutions where people put their money have always been in a position to lend those funds out. Generally speaking, depository banks have many advantages over non-depository lenders, mortgage companies that are independent of any depository. Banks have a low cost of funds, a product offering that is typically better than an independent mortgage bank, and a branch network that supplies borrowers. Banks view mortgage operations as a cheap way to acquire new customers, and banks sometimes will merge based in part on residential lending. Recall, for example, that in mid-1998, California-based Wells Fargo was purchased by Minneapolis banking company Norwest in what was announced as a merger of equals in a stock deal valued at $34 billion. The Wells Fargo name was kept by the purchaser. But the mighty have fallen and the industry was surprised by Wells, who closed down its wholesale operation many years ago, announcing the shuttering of its correspondent business and the scaling back of its retail origination plans yesterday. I received notes from across the nation, all sympathetic and constructive. Quote, Some may forget, but Wells stepped up in 2009, 2010, 2011. At that time, B of A, City, and GMAC all shut down correspondent production. Others slowed production, like SunTrust and BB&T. Chase raised standards to slow production. Not Wells. Countrywide achieved a market share of 10% before failing and falling into the arms of Bank of America. B of A was thinking it would have to take a $2 billion loss if Countrywide failed. Instead, it ruined its reputation and paid over $100 billion in fines, while key individuals paid little or nothing. While others ran home, hid, and would not help independent mortgage banks and community banks. Yet Wells hung in and watched its market share balloon to over 30%, effectively making Wells the third agency. Had it not been for Wells and had Bank of America not purchased Countrywide, the secondary market would have looked much different and significantly worse. We owe a huge debt of gratitude to Wells Fargo and the mortgage team. What was once a great franchise has tragically and brutally ended a great run. Yes, mistakes were made, but let's not forget who helped us during those times. End quote. Another note said, Wells Fargo has softened quite a bit in terms of where we are delivering loans in recent months, but it was still a force. That huge CFPB hit must have been a big driver for them. Another note said, Wells has always been a stand-up partner for us. Trying to get other large bank correspondent divisions to purchase loans outside pure white vanilla snow is a painful experience, and I'm convinced others do a complete underwrite no matter your delegated status. 
And don't even get me started on minimum net worth requirements. Here's some business advice for small independent mortgage banks. Stay out of high balance and general markets and concentrate on hitting singles and doubles with plenty of USDA and VA customers. A couple more notes for you here. Anytime mortgage bankers' options become more limited, it's not a good thing. Where are we going to send our jumbo business now? And another, Wells Fargo's correspondent team was caught by surprise, and it's a shame for all the folks involved. But it has been a strong rumor for several months now, so it is not a major shock. I remember in 2012 that they were not just number one, but nearly the only real tier one buyer left. But that was 10 years ago. Our December win rate report for loans being sold showed Wells winning only a very small, shockingly low percentage of all the loans that we put out for bid to them. Another note said, the news is sad for those that worked in Wells' correspondent division for so many years when others were losing their minds every time a crisis came around. Wells was one of the very few that would try to keep a level head and not just leave mortgage lenders holding the proverbial bag. It's very hard to make any money as a correspondent buyer, and it looks like the bank has decided there are so many attractive and less risky options in this environment, and as a bank, they're just not interested in the channel anymore. Fortunately, many other now seasoned players still are. End quote. And finally, and so the cycle goes. It's been a great run with those folks, that's for sure. They have a lot of great veterans of the business. They've been there for the industry lots of times when no one else had the guts. So, the slow and steady stagecoach rides off over the hills into the sunset. End quote. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Simple Nexus Chief Technology Officer Lori Brewer. With over 25 years of mortgage banking, Lori's manifested her forward-thinking visions into the development of numerous fintech applications, including the premier incentive compensation platform Compensafe and the turnkey mortgage business intelligence software Nexus Vision. As CTO of Simple Nexus, what are your priorities as you kick off 2023? Hey, Robbie, thanks uh, for having me again. Um, we have a lot of priorities that are always competing. So we are in the midst this week, actually, of prioritizing exactly uh, the order of importance. And, you know, one of the first things on the agenda that we're already, of course, started down this path and have a lot of focus on, but that's uh, building out our APIs. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Um, but that's extremely uh, valuable. That is, you know, our industry grew prior to the invention of APIs and slowly but surely we're moving toward that digital conduit. Um, and with the pandemic in the last two years, I feel like, you know, that kind of shoved our industry a little bit further toward like an API economy. Um, and, but we still have a ways to go and we're, we're going in all 10 toes. Um, we're, we're very excited about making sure that we have open APIs and I can talk more about that. Um, second priority is data. Uh, one of our focuses is to ensure that we are informed by data and guided by data, uh, in everything we do. And so we want to also be good stewards of our data. You're approaching, um, touching and helping on at least 25% of every mortgage in the U.S. And I'm really excited about that because that puts us in a position to do more uh, with the data that rolls through our platform. Uh, not only, you know, what, of course, our core 
uh, strengths are the point of sale and moving the the loan through the pipeline. So the borrower has one platform as it as they move through the experience of purchasing a home. Um, our mandate is to make that as smooth a process as possible. Provide a white glove service for that borrower on behalf of our lender, and the fact that we now have. 25% of all the U.S. mortgages going through um, one piece of our platform, we could be doing more. more. And so that's a big focus this year. Um, other things we're looking, you know, working on now and rolling out uh, single platform pricing. And I mentioned that because uh, LBAWare was my company, sold to Simple Nexus over a year ago. So when we merged um, with Simple Nexus and then Encino purchased us, from the Simple Nexus aspect plus LBAWare, we put together a single platform price. So as a all-in customer, you can pay one price for all the plat for the entire platform at Simple Nexus, which gives you all the way from prospects to point of sale, to e-close, to post-close uh, analytics, to commissions, all the way through all the, the major tools that a lender needs outside of their LOS and CRM. So we're excited about that. Um, we're doubling down on e-close. Um, you know, this this long time coming and it's still, still working through kind of that change management for lenders. Uh, to move toward a full e-close experience, but we have a new vault. We have our approval with MERS. Um, we have, we'll, we're developing our own signing room. Uh, so that's really exciting too. Those are just some of the things uh, that we are cranking on already and, and we'll be rolling out this year. Yeah. A quarter of all U.S. mortgages is a huge deal. It's very impressive. Let's talk about the Simple Nexus API. You alluded to it. Can you give a little background on the Simple Nexus API and then why enhancing it is a priority? API is not a new term. We, I think we throw it around a lot. And it's nothing more than the request between, let's just say, two computers. Um, if I ask you, how many podcast interviews did you do this week? You may respond back with five or 20 and you're you're giving me an answer. Well, if a computer asks another computer a question, it should respond with an answer. And that's an open API. And our industry hasn't always had open APIs. Um, and I like to call it a digital conduit for value exchange. And I'll, I'll say I stole that off Google, but I really like that term. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't always do that. We don't always have digital conduits for value exchange in our industry. And we're taking the lead on making sure that our lenders have the ability to tap into the data that we have uh, from a reporting aspect, from a the ability to uh, start an app, um, to pull docs, um, all, all of the items, you know, that we already have an internal API that interacts with the LOS and doc vendors and different pieces of, of the process, but that hasn't always been um, fully exposed to our lenders. And so we're working toward that um, so that lenders that have um, tech departments and they want to be able to do more with their technology, they want to be able to consume data from their vendors and 
put together their own processes in-house, whether that be their data lake or data warehouse or uh, different communication processes. And so we want to be able, we want to be a good steward of our data and ensure, and it's not our data, it's our customer's data, the lender's data. And so we want to be able to ensure that that data is available uh, for them to question, you know, their computer, ask our computer to provide the a pipeline or documents for a borrower or you name it. Um, and we answer appropriately and on time um, and, of course, securely. Yeah, let's talk some of the benefits to lenders and then benefits to partners uh, as a result of, of this priority for Simple Nexus. When you look at like a CRM, someone doing home insurance title, uh, communication, servicing, home search, uh, verifications, those are companies that specialize or appraisals, they specialize in that. And we want to be able to partner not just um, for uh, non-digital reasons, but also digitally. So that's that's where, again, growth in those APIs and our new team that we've put together um, under Jason Price, who is an amazing leader, we're, those public APIs that we will have available to our business partners will allow us to leverage each other's strengths, right? So for example, um, we're, we're partnered with a couple other companies for home insurance so that you can, so that you the our customer, the lender, their borrower can go ahead and purchase home insurance if they wish through the Simple Nexus platform without having to leave that environment. Um, same thing uh, with title search, we should be able to provide that there. Uh, same thing for any mobile communications um, from the lender back to their borrowers and their real estate agents and their settlement agents. That should those should be interactions that should be seamless, and so those are all all handled um, will be through a single API interface um, that we'll have available. No, it'll be we've had the pieces of it. But this year we're streamlining it um, for better speed and automate automation. And if you think of companies kind of like if you think of a swipe or Twilio or even Amazon, they started with APIs, but then they grew and op- opened up those APIs to their network. And then it continued to grow simply on the reason uh, from the reason that again, every people were committing data back to. Uh, the platform, if that makes sense. So kind of a a network environment and that ecosystem then fed on itself. And it's it's a a win-win opportunity for us to work with our partners in that way. And that's where we're headed. Uh, One last thought on that is is the way I was thinking about it uh, this morning when I was preparing for this is like, my mom, you know, growing up would never ask me what I wanted to do when I grew up. It was, how are you going to contribute? And I feel like going into this year with the economy and like housing wire, you know, talking about they're putting together a, a, a Google sheet with all the job ops and people looking for jobs, trying to help match make, you know, it's it's great how, and you were talking about the storms that are happening in California. 
California and how the neighbors are kind of coming together to help each other out. I feel like we're at a time uh, in our industry to do that. And so we should be asking, you know, what are we going to do this year to contribute and make a difference for home ownership? And one of those ways is what I've been trying to talk about, maybe in a muddied way, but the ability to have open APIs and share that data uh, between partners and lenders just to make it an easier process all around for, um, and in the end, the borrower so that they have one platform. I think this year is going to be a little bit tough tough for a lot of people, but the, these are the type of years where I think new technology comes out and it's an opportunity to be very focused on what we should be doing as an industry. So I'm excited about what's out there and what we can do. Um, and I think um, a lot of people are focusing even more so because they have to. Uh, nothing better than a good uh, economic uh, downturn to make everyone really focus on what's needed. And, and so I think it's going to be a good year. I think it will be a big year too. Whenever we move into a new year, people want to talk about forecasts and trends, predictions. I'm not big on crystal balls in the mortgage industry because who who predicted rates rising as rapidly as they did last year or a couple of years ago? Who predicted the pandemic? But I do want to talk about trends. What trends are you keeping an eye on? Web 3.0, which is this idea of a decentralized network. And one way to describe it is your data on the blockchain. It doesn't have to be the blockchain, but the, the, the um, concept of you owning your own data Right. So whether that be your profile on social or um, your finances and then you determining when and where you share that and possibly profiting on sharing your own data in an analogous form, you know, kind of uh, parallel to that is some people are saying a real estate 3.0 movement and. So similar to Web 3.0, it's like I've heard it called the ownership revolution. So think about kind of products and such as fractional ownership, uh, rent to own, which of course has been around forever, but there's actually new companies out there that that's what they're providing that you want to buy a house. They are buying it on your behalf and then you're renting it from them. Um, kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? But but it's a, a bit of a shift on the mortgage industry. Um, so you know we'll see we'll see how that transpires. Um, but I think there's a lot of interesting things happening in prop tech and and I want to I'm watching this real estate 3.0 movement um, because I think there will be a lot of interesting pieces to this it's, and it's hitting the appraisal industry too, right? All the data uh, about your house and, you know, who owns that. So I think it's, I think that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I agree with you about prop tech and hopefully as more technological advances are made, the cost to originate loans goes down out there in the industry. And some of those savings can be passed on to borrowers. I want to close by asking you, what vision or core principles do you try and keep in mind at Simple Nexus? So our vision at Simple Nexus is home buying and home owning is a wonderful experience. Not should be, but is. That, that's our vision. Simply put, when you go to buy a home or refinance your home, 
That should be a simple process where you understand what's going on. You're communicated to. Uh, you don't have to repeat things. You do, it's it's a simple experience, it, and it's an easy thing to say, but really hard to do. As we all know. Uh, and our mission is to empower human touch through elegant automation to create the ultimate white glove home buying and home owning experience. And we've talked about that, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I look at that statement and we're working with lenders and we white label their application. A lot of people use simple nexus and don't realize it um, because they it's branded differently, right? Um and I think that speaks to Matt Hansen's original, you know, idea for his company. He he wanted to be behind the scenes, um, making his customers have better technology, right? And behind the scenes, he was he he's been able to do just fantastic work and of course has left um Simple Nexus where it is today and positioned. Uh, with 25% of the mortgages going through it so that we can now look at our own um, new functionality that we can roll out to benefit the the industry. That's great news. Lori, I always appreciate talking to you. Thanks for making the time for me today. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate it. Though the main headline was Wells's exit from the correspondence space, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities pulled back yesterday, giving back their gains from the start of the week. Fed Chairman Powell spoke about central bank independence yesterday morning, but his comments had a limited impact on the market, which is beginning to focus on the potential debt ceiling battle in the House of Representatives. There was some buying interest in treasuries after the completion of a strong $40 billion three-year note sale. The results point to scant concern in the market ahead of tomorrow's release of the CPI report for December. Small business optimism declined in December, according to the NFIB Small Business Optimism Index. Companies expect some sort of recession in 2023 and are taking steps to prepare themselves for it, with sales and business conditions expected to deteriorate. Owners are continuing to make business and operational changes to compensate. Despite the overall poor report, inventories are back in balance and the number of companies raising prices fell. Employers continue to plan to hire more workers. Mortgage applications from MBA let off today's calendar, increasing 1.2% from one week earlier. The modest rebound was expected after the prior two weeks of declines around the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Further aiding the increase in applications was a 26 basis point decline in the 10-year yield during the reporting period, while 30-year mortgage rates from Bankrate and Mortgage News Daily slid 9 basis points and 34 basis points to 6.47% and 6.20% respectively. Later today brings a $32 billion reopened 10-year Treasury note auction, Reopen means the Treasury is auctioning off more of the same securities as the last auction, and we began the day with agency MBS prices better in eighth, and the 10-year yielding 3.58 after closing yesterday at 3.62%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. The older baby boomers were all homeschooled. Who knew? Listen on for some of their parents' own words. My father taught me irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. My mother taught me about the science of osmosis. Shut your mouth and eat your supper. My mother taught me about contortionism. Just you look at that dirt on the back of your neck. She also taught me stamina. You'll sit there until all that spinach is gone. 
And finally, she taught me how to become an adult. If you don't eat your vegetables, you'll never grow up. Me. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.